If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good evening to all of my fellow fans of those savages in the box. Welcome to episode 16 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this cloudy Sunday evening, October 6th, 2019. How's everybody doing? Well, as you can hear, my voice is obviously strained. You can thank the Yankee playoffs for that. (laughs) So you may notice that when the podcast started off and throughout the show, my voice is pretty strained, and I'm not going to be able to raise it that much without it sounding like utter crap. So, that's basically the deal with it. And also, a little bit of an announcement. As Yapping Yankees continues to grow, of course, you know, I've been doing upgrades to the podcast, like figuring out getting guests on here, um, getting it on iTunes, working on getting it on Spotify, and I made another update in the last week or so. I got a new microphone, which is the one that I'm using right now. So, we're testing it out for a show, seeing how it sounds. I'm sure it sounds fine. But um, not really a good debut using it for the first time when my voice is incredibly strained, so I'm, I must say that. But it's a really, really nice microphone. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I've done a lot of testing on it. Came with a nice arm, a nice clamp and everything. Really cool setup, and I'm enjoying it a lot. So now I have the two microphones, and I can use either one whenever one goes bad or whatever, you know, or just use whichever one I feel like using on certain weeks, I guess. So, just wanted to make that little bit of an announcement, too. As I continue to also work on getting this on Spotify, and I will eventually have guests on the show, I'm working on it, please don't worry. I do want to have some guests on, it will happen. But for now, there's another upgrade, the microphone. And I'm excited to be using it for the first time here on episode 16. But, before we even get going, no time wasted, let's get right into it. We got a lot to get to today on this great episode, as a chunk of it is actually my poll question, believe it or not. I got a lot more interaction than usual, which is always great, as Yapping Yankees, of course, continues to grow as always. So, let's before we get into that polling, let's get into our weekly shout-out of the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. The list goes on everywhere. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. I hate how my voice sounds. I just have to say that right now. (laughs) Every time I even slightly raise it, I feel the strain on it. So I, I just hope it sounds good. But regardless... Let's get into the second part of the show, as always, of course, is the poll, the weekly poll that I post on Twitter and Instagram for all of you to interact with and have a good time with, talk to me, and and I obviously reply back, you vote on and all that good stuff, and as you know, if you reply on the polls, either on Twitter or Instagram, if you reply in my DMs on Instagram with your answer, with the reason for your answer, and if you reply with the reason for your answer on Twitter, on both platforms, you will get a shout-out, as always, every week here on Yapping Yankees. So, let's get right into the poll. So, the poll that I posted this week on both Twitter and Instagram says, Do you think the Yankees will sweep the Twins tomorrow? Because as we know, as we'll get into later, the Yankees are up on the Twins in the ALDS, two games to none, heading back to Minnesota tomorrow night. 
and this poll got a ton of votes. <laughs> it's nearing 400. By the time it finishes, it'll probably finish around four or 500. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Lots of interaction there and a ton of replies. Usually I get around like 20 replies, give or take 10 to 20. This one got over 50. Lots, lots of replies. So let's get right into it. We'll get the results first. And of course, the two choices were yes and no. Nice and simple and straightforward to the question. Once again, do you think the Yankees will sweep the Twins tomorrow? 85% of the voters said yes, they will sweep the Twins tomorrow. And 15% said they will not sweep the Twins tomorrow. So obviously, the choice yes won by a landslide. It wasn't even close. (laughs) So... That's that. Let's get right into their replies. First off, I'll start off with my lovely girlfriend, as always, at Vic Salimo. Also want to give a shout-out to her father, Rocky Salimo. Graziano's his real name. Got married last night. We went to the wedding. It was a great, great time. Congrats to him. But Vic was the first one to reply on this poll, and she said yes, because the Yanks are mega savages. I think they also quickly realized in the beginning of Game 1 that the Twins came to play hard and prepared for the series. The Yankees are hungry for the win and aren't going to let the Twins stop them from number 28. They got this. I love that. So that was first. Up next, Jell at Little Jell. Jell's a good friend of mine, of course. She says, on July 24th, Odorizzi gave up nine runs in four innings pitched against the Yankees, and that was without Stanton or Gary. He's pitched better since then, but has had short outings. I don't think their starter lasts long at all. It's a good reply, Jell. Jell's really into the stats and all of that stuff, and she's always great to talk to when it comes to baseball. Blue Line Blue Shirts, at BL Blue Shirts 26, just replied with a gif, nice and simple, saying, we're savages. It's nice and straightforward. <laughs> so clearly, their answer was yes. At Yankees Hendo, good friend of mine, Hendo, I love him. He says, we will continue the bludgeoning tomorrow. So obviously, he definitely thinks that this will continue. So up next, another good friend of mine, Chris Vitale, at Chris Vitale, says, I do think the offense firing on all cylinders, and it's just going to keep rolling. I agree with that, Chris. Frankie, at Frankie's Too Loud. Frankie's another really good friend of mine. I, I, as, as you can tell, I love the Twitter family. I just really do. Frankie said, yes, my reasoning. Number one, we are the best team in the league. Two, they pitched an Uber driver in game two. I expect an Olive Garden waiter for Game (laughs) 3. That's funny. And number three, it's our year. (laughs) Nice and simply put, get out the brooms because I said so. Hashtag black and white postseason. Yeah, Frankie is definitely a big advocate for the changing the profile pictures on Twitter to black and white. And I obviously, I I joined that group as well because, you know, it's fun. Why not? I'm not... I'm not like a hard ass on Twitter or like a rude person at all. I'm definitely respectful to like everybody pretty much because there's no reason not to be. And I mean, unless you're provoked, of course. But if I'm not, I'm, I'm always respectful. And, and this thing seemed like a cool thing for, for, you know, just like to unite as a bunch of Yankee fans going into the playoffs. And I just, you know, change the AVI to black and white. Why not? It's not life and death, people. Don't take it too seriously. So that was definitely a good reply, Frankie, and he did say, I'll be happy to come on and say it in my own words. Frankie, I, I promise, as I said early in the show, I'm working on getting guests on here, and you will definitely be one of the first, as I said to you on Twitter as well. James Celestin at Anime Soldier one another very good friend of mine, said, I want to say yes. I originally had the Yankees in four, but I think it happens tomorrow. Sevy's rested, the bullpen has looked sharp, and the Twins look overmatched. End it tomorrow. Don't give the Twins hope. I happen to agree with that, especially having the Yankees originally win in four. I, I had them winning in four originally as well. 
G at God is great. 122, my friend Greg. Yes, because they are savages. That is all. Another simple answer. Kalu Borden at Kalu Borden 12. Yes, is there any doubt? Why not? That's pretty straightforward too. Another straightforward answer. Ryan Hutzel at Rye Hutzel. Reason? It's Yankees versus Twins. So clearly he's acknowledging how the Yankees have just owned them in the past. Valid point. Aaron at Aaron Marie G. Aaron's another really cool follow on Twitter. Be sure to follow her. Yankees' momentum is high, and I think Seve will be locked in. Also think the Twins are mentally tired. That's a, that's a good point. I really do think that ever since the playoffs started, the Yankees have just been, as said earlier in one of the replies, just firing on all cylinders, doing lots of scoring, and momentum's just on their side. I think that error on Glaber Torres' ground ball and the throw back to first, which should have been a double play in Game 1, and the ball was thrown away and the Yankees took the lead on it. I think that was a, a big turnaround momentum-wise in that game and really just for the series overall up to this point. Chris Dixon at C Dixon 25 another good follow. Be sure to follow him. Need to have a talk with the 15% of the voters here. <laughs> so clearly Chris thinks that they will sweep tomorrow. Next up is at Yakov Grunsfeld. That's an ad and a half. <laughs> I apologize in advance if I mispronounce this name. And of course, I apologize in advance if I mispronounce any of the names, as you know. The Yankees have shown that as long as their pitching is serviceable, the Twins pitching can't hold the Yankees down. With Seve on the mound, I'd be very surprised if the pitching was less than serviceable. That's fair, I suppose. Emmy at MEG underscore NYC. Yes, nothing's guaranteed, but the Yankees are on fire and have their heads in the game. They want it bad. I don't think they'll have a problem beating the Twins on their own turf. So that's certainly fair. The Yankees have also, you got to remember, Yankees have not been bad on the road at all this year. They've actually been pretty good. So, you know, it's it's definitely not over by any means just because the Yankees are on the road. I agree with that, and I think they could win on the Twins' turf. Laura Eismont, at Laura underscore Eismont, another good friend of mine on Twitter. Yes, everyone will be well-rested and ready to go. As long as Severino has a quality start, five innings, maybe six, depending on pitch count, and the bullpen and offense continue to do what they've done the first two games. Tomorrow should be an easy win. That's certainly true. They were pretty easy wins the first two days. I mean, obviously, game two was an easier win than game one. But because they just, you know, just stomped on them all in one inning and just never looked back. But game one, it took them a little while to get into it. And then eventually they took care of business. So I definitely agree. If they just do what they've done the first two games, they should have no problem sweeping. At official 52011 underscore two. I wouldn't be shocked with the sweep, so yes. Fair enough. Tony Walker at KRang44. Sevy gets through the first, we score early and take the crowd out, and the inevitability creeps in. I like that. I like that a lot. At Bobby Tats 631. Yes, key bullpen arms on good rest. Severino's fresh for October as he'll ever be, and the offense pedigree of LeMayhew Encarnacion as well as the rest of the Savages. That I like that too. That's true. At Gina Moscato, they're a team of destiny. That's plain and simple too. I, I love the, the really interesting short replies to the poll. That's really cool. At Michael Eddie 6 because it's the Twins who have lost 15 postseason games in a row. The Yankees have their size 15 foot on their necks and ain't letting them up for air. I like that. Up next, at Berman ZBB. I mean, nobody's going to beat this team if they keep on pushing counts like this. That's definitely true. And the Yankees in these first two games have worked their walks. They've seen the ball well, you know, out of the pitcher's hand. 
I definitely agree with that. That's a good mention right there. I, I do agree. At Saber Geek, so I can have something to crow about over my office mate. <laughs> I assume his office mate is a Twins fan. Safe assumption, I think. At E12M04S57. That's an at. Because <laughs> Sevi is pitching. A person that's very confident in Sevi, clearly. At Kpadre19. I don't care where the Yanks play right now. No Twins pitcher can shut down this lineup. That That's certainly been true of late. At Sports D two four seven three three seven seven two, I had Yanks in five, James in four, but I say Twins win tomorrow and the stadium will be rocking, and I think Cruz will go crazy. So, obviously, they think over there at that podcast featuring my good friend James Celestin, they clearly think that tomorrow the Twins will squeak out a win. At Blue Jays Dad, no, because the Twins coming back with three straight victories. Okay, <laughs> all right. We shall see. That would certainly be big upset, definitely. At Susan Michelle, but this is really, really interesting at. At Susan, and a lot of them are, a lot of the letters are uppercase, lowercase, and then Michelle, M-I-S-H-L. Yankees are unstoppable savages. A lot of the replies, just the savages. I, I love it. See what you've started, Aaron Boone. Isn't it great? <laughs> at underscore diet donut, Yanks pen, too damn good. Very confident in the Yankees' bullpen, evidently. At B-Dimes34, because now we don't have to use the word sweep. We already have games one and two. All we need is one more win with an ace on the mound. At Glay Bay Torres, Sevy season with the fire emoji. At Hoodie Judge 99 I feel, ba- I, I feel bad for Hoodie Judge 99 that I picked no by accident, so just told them. I was like, I'll just give yes a little more of a nudge <laughs> mentally when I read the results. So maybe it would be at 86%, if for that difference in the vote or not. Who knows? At Joey Bosco, I think we'll sweep tomorrow because I think Seve will have his best postseason start yet, going six shutout innings and shutting down the Twins on the road and bringing the Yankees to the ALCS. At Belcher underscore Brian, yes, and then play Houston in the ALCS. Only thing I'm taking away from the Rays-Astros series is that the Rays aren't getting blown away. This makes me feel good, especially in Game 2. Rays almost came back in the ninth. They were a single away from tying it. It's, that's definitely true, and I'm really not surprised that the Astros are, are not blowing away the Rays because if you look at the numbers, the Rays pitching has actually a very low earn run average against. They, they really know how to keep opposing offenses down. So that doesn't surprise me. But, you know, the Rays are also not doing enough hitting. They have not done nearly enough hitting in that Astros series. And I know it's unfair because they faced, so far, the two starters that are running up for the American League Cy Young Award. So it's unfair to expect anything great out of that. But they haven't been doing enough scoring. That's why they've been losing. Up next is at G Bubba Brown. Offense is clicking and Seve will get us through at least four and the bullpen will do the rest. All right. So another one confident in Severino. Let's keep rolling right along here because we still have quite a bit of replies to go, believe it or not. A lot of interaction today on these on this poll. At John Bodanza, momentum. One word, nice and simple. I like that. At Winnie the underscore, I thought in 2017 we were hot and wanted to win, but I was riding the home run high. Right now with all the pickups and just how we've been playing, betting on the Twins Monday will just add to your parlay because it's most likely not happening. All right. At J Beltron 8, just posted a gif of Severino. I assume just striking somebody out and going nuts on the mound. I, I respect it. <laughs> at Okay, here's a lot of numbers. At Danny, 6532988884. Lots of numbers. 
because they got the momentum and the team is running on all cylinders. Fair enough. At Big Thinking 25, the Twins can't hit well enough with runners on base, plus the Yankees' bullpen has done their job. At LL Cool 14, I think we have a great shot because the pressure's on them to win. I think our team is confident, but staying within themselves, especially when getting contributions from each part of the lineup. I think our bullpen can shut them down and can be called upon in any situation. That's that's true. A lot of the guys will be called in at any time that they are called upon. I mean, you just saw Zach Britton pitch the seventh inning in game one. So you never know. You never know when they might use some of the guys out of the pen. At Rebel FD, Twins want to start their time off. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the Twins clubhouse. <laughs> At the Rick 4444. The lineup on the field is electric. Didi's back. Edwin is locked in. And DJ is fire with the fire emoji. Hard to disagree with that. At G Man 42995. Before the series, I had the Yankees in four, but they've been so dominant, I'm thinking sweep. That's that's what I had. I did have Yankees in four, but I, I do think it might be a sweep as well. I agree with that. At Ash Bonnie, how sweep it is. <laughs> See what you did there. One word, Sevy, my boy is on a mission. All right. At Shane for Bishop, yes, and I say that because I believe Severino is going to dominate, and I believe he will be dominant throughout our journey to the 28th World Series title this year. Love the confidence there. At David Applebaum 5, our true ace is on the mound, and after his first start in last year's postseason, I think he'll be dominant through 5 tomorrow. Then we had at DMV Jonah, yes, the Twins shouldn't be in this spot. There are much better teams that should be losing to the Yankees. All right. At enough near. No, can't count on Severino. Completely the anti-Tanaka. I can't say I disagree. I can't say I agree with that. I mean, I know that a lot of people like to mention how Severino hasn't been great in the playoffs, but he also has not had many starts in the playoffs or appearances. I think other than that one bad game in the ALDS last year, he's been all right. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been horrible either. So I, I don't agree with that. I think it's way too soon to label Severino as like a, a bust or not good in the playoffs. Or He's still so young, and he, he you would hope that he has more postseason experience ahead of him. So I don't agree with that. But, hey, we're here to have a discussion, right? At Sean Selinski replied to what At Enough Near said, and he said, nothing past means anything or is relevant to Severino's next postseason start. I, I agree with that. At Laker, 477. Yes, after pitching an Uber driver in Game 2. A lot of people love mentioning that. They'll probably be running out a Grubhub driver for Game 3. It's over. Hashtag next man up. <laughs> I can't with the Uber driver thing. I, I get a kick out of that. At Laker, 477 is clearly agreeing with... Frankie. Frankie's too loud. That's so funny. At Timothy J. Spear. Yes, because the Twins suck. <laughs> okay. And Sevy is going to pitch a gem. He doesn't want to be the he doesn't want to be the number one starter the this series who didn't do his job. Mentally the Twins cannot beat the Yankees. The first turn of fate is going to sink the Twins Monday night. Fair enough. And our last one. At SWPD underscore one oh seven. Probably not. They seem to hit Severino pretty well. All right, then. <laughs> so those are all the replies that are popping up here. I, I don't know if any of you really replied to any of the other replies, in which case I'm sorry if I missed you. But, you know, just try to reply to the tweet itself. Because if you if you reply to 
other replies, then you could get lost if I because I'm just scrolling here, you know. So ton of replies there, a total of fifty three, and it got a lot of attention. It's almost four hundred now with a lot more time left to go on the poll. So there's a legitimate chance to get five hundred votes, which is really cool. And again, right now the results eighty five percent to fifteen percent in favor of yes, the twin the Yankees will sweep the twins tomorrow. So let's head on over to Instagram really quick and then we will move on with the rest of the show. So again, the same question applies. Do you think the Yankees will sweep the Twins tomorrow? Over here, 94% said yes and 6% said no. So it is very obvious here that everybody really thinks that, that the Yankees are going to sweep them. And we'll get to some of the replies. I believe we had three, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we'll start off with my lovely mother, at Julia Gina Scudero, said, because the Yankees are too strong now, they're hungry. That's definitely true. They've been playing really hard and very well. At Mattio underscore 95, at Matt O'Leary NY, on all social media platforms, my very good friend, of course, he's like a brother to me, says, yes, the Twins are the worst 100-win team of all time, and the Yankees are their daddy. I want to go on record by saying Matt is a Mets fan. I do want to tell you that right now. So that's that's an unbiased opinion. <laughs> At Tegan Graham 23, our final reply of the day, good friend of my brother. He said, it's simple. The Twins do not have Edwin Encarnacion, the Messiah. <laughs> also, we have a knight, in parentheses, DD, who knows how to celebrate grand slams. I love that reply. I love that reply. Wow. So, of course, the general consensus of this poll, both on Twitter and Instagram, seems to be that many people believe, truly, that the Yankees are going to sweep the Minnesota Twins tomorrow night in Minnesota. So, let's get on with the rest of the show, of course, as that took up a good chunk, as I said. Let's get into the main topics of discussion on the day, really, of course. We'll start off with the injury news, and I'll just say right now, it's all good, really. Gary's back in full swing, pun intended, I guess. Although it looks like he still has a bit of work to do at the plate, but it's it's always good just to have him playing. You know, he's been taking his walks and doing his thing. So I'm confident he'll eventually contribute heavily at some point throughout this postseason. I, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't at some point. And of course, Edwin Encarnacion, as, as Tegan mentioned earlier, the Messiah, I guess he's called now, <laughs> came back right for game one. And again, just like in Detroit, as if he wasn't even out for even a second just roping doubles and singles and really just seeming dialed in. He's locked in at the plate. Stanton, he's still getting his work in, of course. Yanks confirmed he isn't 100% healthy, which probably explains why at times, especially in game one in the field, he wasn't looking so great. But I really do like what I'm seeing from him, from him at the plate. He's been taking his walks. He seems to be seeing the ball very well, and that's all fine with me. You know, I, I know lots of people like to say they don't pay him for walks. It may be so for as much money as he's making, but you want to know something, honestly? I'm looking at the positive, which I often try to do with the Yankees. And the positive is he's getting on base constantly. I don't need home runs in every single freaking at-bat. I mean, he's been a part of the rallies by walking and getting on base and, and just, you know, handing off the baton, passing the torch, next man up, as they always say. And people will just always find something to complain about. I'm, I'm happy with how he's been seeing the baseball at the plate personally. And there will just always be people getting on Stanton, getting on anybody else that they don't feel is doing well enough. And you know I'm a firm believer in calling out players that aren't doing well, but when it comes to Stanton, who's missed the entire year, and yeah, there have been situations where he doesn't come through, but I'm also looking for positives. He walked three times in the first game, hit a sack fly yesterday, maybe not beyond amazing, but he's contributing. Would you rather him strike out every at-bat? 
I don't think you'd rather him strike out every at-bat. So just take what you, you could get for the time being. The Yankees are winning games. They're going for a potential sweep tomorrow in the first round. Just be happy. Just be happy that he's contributing. He's handing the bat off to the next person saying, here, your turn now. Let's get this done. That's how it is. And of course, when it comes to Seve, he's looked very good in his first few starts, except for a little struggling in Texas, but that, that's whatever to me. I, I don't really care about that. That was at the very end of the year in the last series. We'll see him in Game 3 tomorrow, of course, when the Yanks go for the sweep. As far as the series itself, it's it's been pretty wild, and it really, I, I really did think, as I mentioned earlier, that the Yanks were going to win in four, but it, it really looks like that they could possibly sweep now. It, it started off interestingly because, of course, it started off right away with Jorge Polanco going deep for a solo shot, then Nelson Cruz hitting a solo shot, and then they were up to nothing. Then the Yankees fought their way back, and the momentum really turned, as I said earlier, in Game 1 with Glaber hitting a ground ball to third. And it was a play at first, on the relay to first, for the, to complete the double play, and the ball was just totally missed. It wasn't caught at first, and that allowed the go-ahead run for the Yankees to score. And ever since then, the stadium went crazy. The momentum clearly shifted in favor of the Yankees. You could definitely feel that. It's just like sort of an energy with momentum. You could just you could feel when it makes a, a sharp turn. And in, in my opinion, that's when the series took a sharp turn. When that bad throw was made to first. That should have been a double play, but it wasn't. The Yankees took the lead, never looked back. And of course, in Game 2 yesterday, they just, they just stomped the Twins' faces into the ground. Scoring seven or so runs in one inning. And I just want to say I'm so happy for Didi because, you know, I, I love Didi, but as I said earlier, I don't mind calling out players that aren't doing very well lately, you know, because it's factual. If you if you rightfully say, you know, this guy's not doing too well lately, you don't necessarily have to downright blatantly personally insult him. But I, I think we're all allowed to say, hey, you know, he's been slumping a little bit lately. He's been quiet. And I have acknowledged that Didi's been quiet for a while now because he has been. It's the truth. And he comes up yesterday, bases loaded, hits a ball to Mars, and has the funniest reaction to it I think I've ever seen. It, it almost seemed like a fusion to me of him saying in his head, I think I'll bat flip, but eh, wait, it might be a little disrespectful. So I'm, and then it just, it, it was somewhere in between, and then it just came out like like him almost like leaning backwards and just like swinging the bat around, and then just going into his home run try. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I, I was pretty entertained by it, I'm not going to lie. I watched. I was watching the highlight video of it when we were at Victoria's father's wedding, but it was it was really funny. I've watched it like maybe twelve times. I I think it's hysterical. So that was a big big home run, and usually big hits like that in general. But not only just big hits like that in general. Big hits like that on that sort of a stage when you're in a slump and you do that in October. That's the kind of a hit that gets the monkey off a hitter's back, and they go on just a tear after that. So I'm hoping and praying that that's what happens for Didi because the Yankees need his bat. I mean, l- listen, the Yankee offense has been great enough, more than great enough, with just certain guys going to work in themselves. I'm not denying that. But it would just benefit that much more with Didi's bat added into the mix because we know what he's capable of, both on the field and at the plate. So that would be a big deal to me. If Didi just went on a tirade, it'd be important. And there were a lot of people that didn't want him playing. There were a lot of people that wanted him on the bench. They didn't want him starting the game. They didn't want him on the field or at the plate too much because of how much he has been struggling. I, I, I wouldn't say I went that far. I, I definitely didn't. 
I just I was just really there saying, you know, he's been he's been quiet, which he was. It's true. So I'm just glad he I'm really glad he got that hit. And I really hope that that was him getting the monkey off his back because we all know what he's capable of and he could be really, really big. He can. He could be a big factor in this series. But it's been really exciting. Going into tomorrow, we're on, we're on October 6th now, and we're waiting on the game tomorrow to see if the Yankees can sweep on the road led by Luis Severino. And honestly, with Severino, when it comes to him, I would be more than happy with, you know, just maybe four, maybe five shutout innings. That'd be perfectly fine with me. Because again, as I said earlier, except for a little bit of struggling in the Texas start, he's been he's been on the money. His stuff looks good. Of course, his slider was looking a little eh at first, and the changeup at times was eh, and then other times it was good. But his fastball velocity didn't go anywhere. It's, it's still there, and it was there from the first pitch he threw. So there's no doubt about that. So, you know, at the same time, Severino might have to work on some stuff, or he could just go out there and deal on the road. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what happens tomorrow, as a Yankee fan, and just as the Yankees themselves as well, you got to be feeling confident 2-0 on, on going, to the, going to Minnesota. Because when you think about it, in the playoffs, if you're in the Minnesota Twins' shoes, if you're in the shoes of a team that's that doesn't have home field advantage, and this could be the Yankees next round if they go head-to-head against Houston in a 2017 ALCS rematch, this could be the Yankees. If you're the road team, your goal is to simply split on the road. That's your goal. You want to go on the road, and in two games, you want to get at least one. Because especially if, the, if you're the Yankees and you play as good as the Yankees do at home, then you sh- you'd feel very comfortable doing that. You want to split on the road at least. You, you, that's, that's your hope. If you lose both on the road, it's fine, whatever. You could rebound at home, and you could, you could still have a chance of winning the series. But to start the series, you always want, if you're the road team, to split one on the road. Just split it. The, twin, the Twins weren't able to get that done. And now, especially after yesterday, the Yankees just look like too tall of an order for them to solve. Too tall of a problem. And things aren't seeming good, even though they are heading back home. They're down 2 to nothing against a Yankee team that clearly seems to be overmatching them in a lot of aspects. But I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this series. I, I, had a, I had a party at my house on Friday night. And a lot of, quite a good amount of people came, and that was really the night that began my voice sounding like crap like it does now. That's why I'm talking like very monotone and as low as I could, because when I talk it at this level, I feel like it's fine. But when I raise my voice, you could hear that it gets, it, it's a little strained, and I hate that feeling, because it's not good for podcast recording. <laughs> but nonetheless, again, I do hope it sounds good, but that party's the reason why I lost my voice. And then, of course, yesterday at the wedding, talking like that when the voice still wasn't fully repaired, probably didn't help much of things. And then even if I even if I was home still watching the game, I probably would have lost it even more because I would be screaming like a psychopath again because that's what happens to me in the Yankees postseason. So that's it, it's just listen, especially if you go to the game, I even I even told one of my friends this on Twitter, I said, if you go if you go to a Yankee playoff game or if you're watching a Yankee playoff game and you don't at least come close to losing your voice, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you have to go nuts. That's the name of the game. So on Friday it was definitely the start of me losing my voice. And I just hope I could mostly recover it before tomorrow because tomorrow I'll definitely be going nuts all by myself in this house. <laughs> and I'm going to 
I probably won't be screaming as much since I'll be on my own. I, I don't want to seem like a total mental patient, but I will still be having a good time. I'll try to preserve the voice, though. <laughs> no promises. But as you can tell, the party was a great time, and, and the game was great. And the game was great yesterday, too. So I thoroughly enjoyed this series so far. And I eagerly await if the Yankees go to the ALCS, who their opponent will be. The chances, of course, are very high in favor of Houston because the Rays have just looked outmatched. But again, as was said before, I believe it was by Belcher Bryan, I believe, on Twitter. He was saying that he likes how the Rays have kept the Astros down scoring-wise. And and especially yesterday, they didn't win by that big a margin at all. It was a close game. And I, I understand that and because, again, the Rays pitching has a pretty low ERA and they have typically kept a lot of offenses quiet. So that doesn't fully surprise me. But at the same time, the Rays have not been hitting and they just have not been getting the job done against a really tough Astros team on the road. Who knows, it could change in Game 3, Game 4, and they're in Tampa, but I, I'm not sure I see that. I just think the Astros are going to make it to the second round, and we're going to get a 2017 ALCS rematch between the Yankees and the Astros to see who this year will be the king of the American League and go to the World Series representing the American League and hopefully winning the World Series. So, we shall see what happens. As far as the ALDS, it has been a great time, but those are really the main talking topics for the day. Of course, you know, there are a little other things like when the ALDS roster came out, why people were saying, you know, why isn't this person on or why is this person on? You know, like Luke Voigt being there, people were surprised Mike Ford wasn't wasn't there and Luke Voigt was. I, I kind of had a feeling even though Voigt was there, we weren't going to see much of him because they were going to play DJ at first or, or maybe even, you know, maybe even Edwin at first if he's up to it and put DJ at second, slide Glaber over to short, Geo at third, or just figuring out another DHing situation for a game. But I also do like how the Yankees lineup has been consistent through the first two games. And I'm curious to see if the lineup is any different in game three. Because don't break what isn't, don't don't fix what isn't broken. I'm definitely a big advocate for that as well. So uh, that was definitely a cool thing to see, consistency in lineup after, you know, the Yankees are just, just have such a big tendency to switch around the lineup often. But... At the same time, you know, it's it, you have to wonder, you know, what's going to happen with some of these guys? Luke Voigt probably going to stay on the bench until he, until he's absolutely needed because, of course, we know Luke Voigt just has not been playing like himself. Maybe the hernia is bothering him. Maybe he's just in a big slump. But obviously, the Yankees are not willing to put him out there right now. Also, a lot of people were wondering, including myself at first, uh, why CeCe wasn't on the ALDS roster, and he's dealing with some so- shoulder inj- uh, issues right now. So... That's why the shoulder issues are are really hindering him, and he felt it in Texas, apparently, and they decided to leave him off the roster because of it. So that's why they did that. And I actually didn't know that at first, because I, I guess when they revealed that in the press conference the day before, I, I, I must have missed it, because I don't remember hearing about that until I was told it on Twitter when I asked that same question. So, yes, yeah, CC has a shoulder issue. And I, I believe that they're pretty they're pretty hopeful that he'll be back for the ALCS, God willing that they make it, of course. And also, you know, just another question from many people. They were like, oh, what, why is Tyler Lyons on the roster? He did get the pitch last night, and he looked very good. But that, that was pretty confusing to me as well. But they don't really have much of anybody else that's worth putting on there when I think about it. So I, I, I guess I understand. I, I do. 
So that that's just you know little talking points like that as far as the roster. But other than that, that's really what's been going on in Yankee land so far. A lot of people are just waiting around for tomorrow, seeing what they're going to do tomorrow with the Twins, see if they're going to sweep, if they're going to need a Game 4, or maybe even need a Game 5 back at Yankee Stadium. We will see. I personally think at this point, after originally thinking that the Yankees would take them in 4, I do think there is a solid chance that the Yankees could sweep them tomorrow night on the road. So, let's get to the weekly recap really quick. Of course, this is going to be the weekly recap from now on in the playoffs. going to be much more brief because, of course, there are less games. It's in the playoffs. There's not a game, you know, every single day like there is during the regular season nearly every week. So, the only games we really have to review are the Yankee games the last two days, games one and two of the American League Division Series. So, let's get started right away. Of course, the first game... In Yankee Stadium, the Yankees won by a score of 10-4. to They won big behind James Paxton, who started the game. And the bullpen, who had their struggles at times, but held up. And and Barrios for the Twins started. And he went four innings, gave up three runs. And only one was earned, though, because again, as I mentioned earlier, the, the other two runs that were unearned were from that throwing error. That shouldn't have happened on Glaber's double play. And Paxton went four and two-thirds, couldn't quite get out of the fifth inning. I really wanted him to, but I, I was open to not really pushing him too much, so I, I get it. He went four and two-thirds, allowed three runs, and struck out eight. So I, I guess he did all right. I wouldn't say it was a bad start, and I, I wouldn't say it was a good one. He was all right. So that was the deal pitching-wise. The scoring summary, a lot went on. Of course, as I mentioned earlier in the top of the first, Jorge Polanco started things off right away off Paxson with a solo shot in the first, making it one nothing Twins. And then Nelson Cruz in the top of the third, when the offense was still quiet, hit a solo shot of his own for the Twins to make it 2 nothing. And then the Yankees started coming to life. Edwin Encarnacion, straight off the injured list, just roping doubles, roped an RBI double to make it 2-1 to Twins. And he drove DJ LeMahieu in with that one. And then here was the error by Glaber Torres that I was talking about that gave, or against Glaber Torres, by the Twins, rather, that drove in the go-ahead two runs, the two unearned runs for Barrios. And then in the top of the fifth, the Twins tied it up at three with a Jorge Polanco RBI single, so clearly Polanco doing a lot of damage in that game. And then Glaber Torres... A two-run double, a big, big two-run double, deflected by Miguel Sano down the left field line, gave the Yankees a 5-3 to three lead. They would not look back, but the Twins would put one more run on the board, but the Yankees would not look back as far as the lead is concerned. Miguel Sano would hit a solo shot to right field to make it 5-4, to four, and then the Yankees went off after this. DJ LeMay, whose solo shot made it 6-4. to four. Brett Gardner solo shot made it 7-4. And then DJ LeMahieu three-run double made it 10-4. So a lot of people doing damage in this game. Torres. You had Torres. You had LeMahieu. You had Gardner. You had Edwin. Lots of guys just doing a lot of damage in this game. Stanton walked three times. Lots of good stuff in game one. As far as game two, lots more good stuff we're concerned in this one. Masahiro Tanaka. Started the game for the Yankees. Went five innings, only allowed a run and struck out seven. So I would say playoff Tanaka is back at least for now. So that was definitely a good thing as far as the Yankees are concerned. And they would win big by a score of eight to two. Edwin Encarnacion yet again starting things off for the offense in the bottom of the first with an RBI single driving home LeMahieu. Made it one nothing Yankees. John Carlos Stanton hit a sack fly to make it 2 nothing Yankees. 3 nothing after an RBI single by Glaber Torres. And then the big bomb of the night. A grand slam 
into the right field, second deck for D.D. Gregorius, a sorely needed Grand Slam to make it 7-0. Then it was 8-0 on a Brett Gardner RBI single. Gardner is just incredible, and you, you have to see it that the Yankees are believing in him too. He's batting third for crying out loud, and good for him. He's earned it. Then Mitch Garver would put the first run for the Twins on the board with an RBI single to make it 8-1. Then Luis Arise made made it an 8-2 game with an RBI double, and that would be it. The Yankees won by a score of 8-2. So the first two games, as I mentioned before, very, very good first two games for the Yankees. Very well done, and they are waiting on tomorrow for Game 3. Now, as far as what's ahead, we'll get to the what's ahead segment now. So... Right now, of course, it's Sunday, because that was yesterday. What's ahead right now, of course, an off day is today. Both American League Division Series opponents are off, so the Yankees and the Twins are off, as well as the Astros and the Rays, and both series have two games-to-none leads in favor of the Yankees and the Astros. Today, you have the NLDS is going on, and then on Monday, you have a lot of baseball on your schedule, lots of baseball. You have the Houston Astros in Tampa Bay at 1 o'clock. Then at 3 o'clock, you have Atlanta and St. Louis. Then at 6.40 p.m., this is all Eastern time, of course, you have the Dodgers and the Nationals. And then at 8.40, you have the Twins and the Yankees in Minneapolis. So there's a lot going on. Four games on Monday. That's what I love to see. Lots of playoff baseball nonstop. I love it. Severino against Jake Odorizzi. The Yankees will go for the sweep. If they don't go for the sweep, if they, if they do lose Game 3, then on Tuesday, Game 4 will be played at 8.07 between the Yankees and the Twins. So, of course, the, the pitchers are TBD next to them because the game is not necessary as of yet. If it is necessary, that's when it will be played. On Wednesday, there would be an off day if the Yankees were to lose again. And then on Thursday would be Game 5 back in the Bronx. And then, of course, you have the NLCS and the ALCS starting after that on Friday, Saturday. So we'll get to that when it comes to Sunday. And then the, the, the ALCS for the Yankees would start, if, if they were to make it there, would start on Saturday. So then when I speak to you next Sunday for the next Yapping Yankees, Episode 17, the first game of the ALCS should already have been played. And then the ALCS Game 2, there's no time for it yet, of course. Hopefully, I, I could be recording during that one. Who knows? You might get a live reaction to an ALCS game by Mike Scudero on Yapping Yankees. <laughs> there's a chance it could happen. It depends on the time, of course. They don't have the information yet since it's not here yet. But that's what's ahead. As far as the playoff picture right now, really interesting stuff going on. Because the, the games have been... The games have all been pretty good. Right now, of course, on on my TV, right next to me, I do have the Cardinals and Braves game on, which is about to end. They're in the top of the ninth now, and the Cardinals have a 1-0 lead. Very quiet game. Really big pitchers duel between those two teams. Really interesting. They have, on pitching, just a lot of of good competitors. They have Soroka for for the Braves, and then, of course, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, both of which just tossed gems today. So, definitely good for them. That series is tied at one. If the Cardinals win tonight, if they win here in the the top of the ninth, they have Carlos Martinez, their closer on the mound right now. If 
they win and they take a 2-1 to series lead and need one more to eliminate the Braves, which would be really painful because the Braves have their really good promising team of, you know, of combined, they have, they have a lot of veterans and they have a lot of youth and they're really promising. And it would be their second year in a row that they would be eliminated in the NLDS if they are to lose. So that, that wouldn't be good for a team that's really trying to start out a dynasty here. Not, not, not a good thing. So hopefully for them, they do win this game and then go on to the next one. And hopefully for the Cardinals too, because the Cardinals are a consistent organization I've felt throughout time. They always put out a pretty good team at least. So you hope for them, you know, it, we'll see what happens. I, I think Josh Donaldson just hit a double down the line. Yeah, he did. So the, so the Braves have a little rally going in the ninth off of Carlos Martinez, who's been struggling in the playoffs a bit. And of course, tonight at 745 and just about an hour from now, because I'm recording right now, it's, it's around 7. You have the Dodgers and the Nationals starting. That series is tied at 1 as well. And then, of course, right now, as far as the rest of the playoff picture, as I said earlier, in the American League series, you have much easier baseball going on, much more secure series leads. The Yankees lead the Twins two games to none. And, of course, the Astros lead the Rays two games to none. So that's your Major League Baseball playoff picture, guys. And with that being said, that is the end of the episode already. We're going to come in around 50 minutes, as always, so that's good timing. And, of course, as it goes along, when there are less games and less to discuss, and especially in the offseason, of course, as you can imagine, yapping Yankees will get shorter, but we're still going to be doing it every week, every week. I have a lot of fun doing this, as you know, so I have no problem doing it. My vocal cords are about to start bleeding, I think, though. So with that said, thanks so much for listening. But before we go, let's give one last shout out to Team Left Jab. Of course, as always, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And also while you're at it, be sure to follow me on all social medias, Mike Scudero. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Mike Scudero NY. That's where my fan page is. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, my most active social media platform, of course, disgustingly active on it all the time, probably too active on it if you ask me, at Mike Scudero. Be sure to follow me on there. I just went over 2,000 followers recently. I really, really appreciate that. The following is great. I love interacting with each and every one of you all the time. Be sure to also follow me on Instagram at MikeScuds97. Well, guys, once again, Thank you, 3000, for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, October 13th, when I come at you with episode 17 of Yapping Yankees. I hope you enjoyed the new microphone. Again, sorry about the voice, but still had a great time as always. Don't forget to keep watching Yankees playoff baseball and keeping a savage. Take care, guys. Yeah.